This time last year, I can show you a photo on my phone. I let nature take over and I had stinging nettles and brambles growing up to the door. And I loved it because I'd look at the door and there'd be a little wren popping about in between the stick and I'd see squirrels coming across and actually rats, obviously. Everybody sees rats. But it kept me in the shed. I couldn't get out of the shed because there was nowhere to, to sit. So we've covered the floor in wood chip, got rid of all the weeds. There's no brambles, there's no stinging out. It's the end of May 2021, one of the warmest days of the year. I'm making the most of lockdown lifting a bit and showing my producer, Eloise, what I've done with the yard. This, where we're sat at the moment, airport seating, funnily enough. This is our social space on Friday since the pubs have been closed. Night. It's a lovely space. It's a little piece of heaven down here with the sunshine in and the birds singing. And it's, you know, it's really warm and nice. It's not the same in the winter. This was my third winter here this year. And I think because of the lockdown as well, from I would say from January through to about probably March at least, when things started to get moving again, I really struggled because it was dark and there wasn't a lot going on and I wasn't having much social connections. I got to a point where I was like, enough here now. I, I can't do another winter in here now. Because I know I've got a house as well, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel and it's a really, really bright light. I'm still sat at the top of the roller coaster and waiting for Bill's land to be transferred. But while we wait, I'm making sure I'm honing my skills. So come, let's leave all the 2D paperwork aside for a moment and finally get 3D. This is episode four. What are the houses actually made of? Hello, uh, welcome to the factory. I'll step inside, give you a little bit of a tour. This is Chris, the production and workshop manager at Noel West Media Centre's very own factory. Just a stone's throw away from where my house will be, here in Noel West. Excuse the noise, we've got um, plenty of people hard at work assembling some cassettes for the We Can Make Demo Build workshop that we have going on this week. So that should be over there. The workshop is called We Can Fab and over the course of the week me and a few other participants will be trying out the building systems we're using for my house. Oh my god this is even worse than Ikea. <laughs> the system involves constructing big boxes out of sheets of recycled wood or OSB. As you might have noticed Chris calls the boxes cassettes but whatever name they go by they are essentially big blocks of Lego and they will form the floor, the walls and even the roof of my house. Of course, in the business, they don't call it Big Lego, they call it MMC. MMC stands for Modern Methods of Construction. So it's really thinking about, rather than bricks and mortar, it's about digital fabrication yeah. and uh, making lots of the component parts of new homes and buildings in a factory setting. Right. Here's Melissa, the director of We Can Make, chatting to me outside the factory on this windy spring day. Me and the other participants will be building four different kinds of MMC, each designed by a different company. We've got automated architecture, block build, U-build and mass bespoke. Think of it as a kind of week-long competition. With each system we will be seeing what works and what doesn't quite work and at the end of the week we'll be choosing the best one to build my home. But why MMC? With MMC, I mean, a huge part of that is that you can standardize what is currently a very intricate and ineffective building process. You can standardize the different amounts of different kinds of parts that go into a building. This is Molly, one of the directors of Automated Architecture. 
or hour as they call it for short. So you can optimize what those building parts are in relationship to the amount of material that you want to use, the kind of materials that you want to use, what you want to use them for. That means that you can be much more precise, get it all done in a kind of like factory conditions. And so you spend much less time on site when it's raining and all wet and kind of, yeah. you know. So the aim is to make the building process much more efficient, much more kind of higher quality and faster. And then the other thing I think is really exciting is about how you localise the production of housing. Quite often what you get is kind of big developers coming in with their product, with their thing. Yes, they build some houses, yeah. but they suck up all the profit and all the value for themselves. Yeah. What we're trying to do is like, can we use modern methods of construction to make that process of development a bit more sticky for local communities? So you're building community wealth yeah. at the same time with new jobs, new skills and all of those things. So let's start with the new skills. Building houses is complicated. I should know I've been a builder for most of my life. You do need a bit of guidance, and luckily for us in the Noel West factory, that comes in the form of Chris. He programmed something called a CNC machine, which cuts the sheets of wood into the individual parts required for the cassette. I need to keep checking that it's cutting all right. I can monitor the machine though. And then once the sheet is finished cutting, then inspecting the parts, taking them all off, putting them into storage. We've got a big racking to one side as you come in through the door, where we've got different stacks of plywood and different types of materials, um, all on large shelves like you'd see in B&Q or a wood merchants. They look exactly like flat pack furniture. And that's the point. Because how do you empower communities to build safe, watertight houses? Make it that almost anyone can assemble a block. Here's Molly again talking about our zone cassette, or block type A as they call it. With a little bit of an induction, you know, anyone from a 12-year-old to, you know, yeah. whatever, can, can assemble a block because the tools that you use are really simple. All you need is really a mallet and a nail gun. Most of the work is done in designing that cassette yeah. so that it's as simple and clear and accessible as possible, but also allows you to get, like, a lot of complexity and a lot of... Yeah, variation. Variation. Every part of the cassette is stamped with a QR code, which not only gives our quality control, but it also allows them to track the life cycle of a cassette in the long run. Which is really cool because it allows us to think about the most like, sustainable way, most efficient way, what are the parts that might need to be replaced. Yeah, yeah. Going from that, so we built a, a house out of block type A, the house no longer needed anymore, what happens next? Well, you can take it apart. One of the principles behind block type A is that it can be fully disassembled as a principle, so it can be fully circular and reassembled in other contexts. Imagine we build these houses and then later we can just take them apart and make a garden shed, an office, or even another house. It really is like Lego. But I'm getting ahead of myself here. We're still learning how to build these cassettes. But once communities like Noah West have these skills, it makes it easier for ours to attract investment, which in turn can create new jobs. We're really thinking about how can we accelerate this to get it into the hands of people as fast as possible. So we're looking for impact investors that are willing to support this kind of methodology and work. And also to demonstrate that this way of working with people is valuable for some of the people that have a lot of power, developers, government, etc. So that's why our work with Noah's Media Center is really important for us because it really validates so much at the community level, but it yeah. also is thinking about how do we scale up this work? Who are the people that we need around us to do that? And a part of that is, is money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're 
Right, if it's F right, yeah. it needs to be on the right. If yeah. it's F left, it needs to be on the left. You've done everything right. You've done no, I haven't. Okay. <laughs> of course, these skills and jobs don't appear overnight, and nor did the ambition to build houses. But they do both grow out of the same seed. Noel West Media Centre's dedication to using technology and the arts. You know, film, photography, gaming, coding, um, music. To come up with creative solutions to problems. As Melissa mentioned in the first episode, we can make grow out of a collaborative wallpaper project led by an artist. So it was only a matter of time before the media centre wanted to see what they could do with MMC. Yeah, we um, bought ourselves a CMC machine and made 600 pieces of furniture in six months. We've made sofas, we've made meeting pods, we've made coat benches, stands. coat stands, you name it, we've made it. You know, we've hired local people, trained them up to make it. Had we ever made a stick of furniture before? Nope. But we did it, and we did it on time, on budget, and it's, yeah, really good. Kind of gives you confidence. And now we're using that CNC machine to make mine and Tony's homes. We're starting with two homes and then kind of growing from there. So kind of looking at the next three homes and the next 10 homes. And then suddenly that's a whole factory that can support kind of like 30 local jobs and another 50 jobs on site. So you kind of build it up kind of step by step. There is so much potential to create so many jobs using all these new MMC skills. But what happens to all the traditional building jobs? What happens to all the people like myself who've always been bricklayers and labourers and carpenters and the like? Jonathan, one of the directors of Blockbuild, another of the MMC companies, is keen to point out that it's not about decreasing jobs, more about transferring skills. In our reality, the jobs we haven't got in the workshop floor, maybe because this process is so simplified, yeah. gets added into the offices to work with algorithms, to work with 3D design and softwares. And so it's almost more like a, a trade transfer yeah, yeah. rather than removal of, of jobs. Yeah, you're not taking something away. We're just swapping it for something more suitable, really, aren't we? Yeah, correct. Like We Can Make, Block Build also grew out of an artistic endeavour. And if you go to Heathrow Airport Terminal 2 and look up, you will see it hurtling through the air above you. This solid aluminium sculpture is called Slipstream and it represents the airstream of a stunt plane. And it's basically been built by using very complex CNC components. Jonathan worked on it together with a mate of his. And what they realised is that the CNC machine had the potential not just to construct huge metal sculptures, but also to address social issues. Amazingly, they inherited the CNC machine from the project, and Blockbuild was born. But having a great arts background doesn't mean that you can automatically jump through all the legal and technical hoops required to build a house. You need a few more accreditations, especially if you want to borrow money to build. We are hopefully nearing the end of an accreditation for a scheme called BOPAS, which is built off-site property assurance scheme. This is Tom, who also works for Blockbuild. And that's basically designed to show to lenders primarily that buildings made in these kind of ways yeah. will last a long time. So they, the minimum is, is 60 years plus. 60 years. Which is great news for me because, as you may have guessed, Blockbuild are going to build my house. Not because they're the best system, but because they charge a good price and they will be able to give us the BOPASS accreditation warranty. As you can imagine, our funders would only lend us the money with that accreditation in place. I'm pretty excited. 
block build has already built some very unique homes. The Scare de Lane was a house made for a, um, a rugby player. And, and basically the roofs and the detailing is very intricate. So we've got massive cantilevered sections. We've got roof spans up to seven meter just by stitching together our cassettes into a structural structure. As Jonathan was talking, I couldn't help dreaming of my own house with its high ceilings and open plan living room and the mezzanine where my grandchildren are gonna sleep. We had some really good news today that all the paperwork's been signed off today by the council. Congratulations! Yeah. Fingers crossed, yeah, that's it. It's a boiling hot day in July. I'm sitting beneath the shade of the zip line at the adventure playground where I work. And I've just told my producer, Eloise, that finally, finally, the land transfer has gone through. So, how did you feel when you received the text message from Melissa? I, it, it, I, I, it's, why I don't, it's probably me because of the frame of my mind because of what's going on in my own life as well. Like I'm just feeling a bit negative about everything, like, you know. It's, even with the ice, it's just like, it, it, it's not exciting me as much as it probably would have done back at the beginning of the year. And I think it's a combination of just kind of fed up now. Mm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and there's other, other things going on which are probably more important at the moment, you know, for me. So A lot has happened since I last saw Eloise in May. I told her the news about my mum and dad over the phone. <laughs> So I'll take it out now and show her a picture of them. Aww. So yeah, both, both parents are now in, in hospital beds in their, in their front room. Dad's got a broken neck and mum's got terminal cancer. Mm. Yeah. I'm sorry. It is what it is. It is what it is. You're very stuck. <laughs> <laughs> Thick skin, in it, I think. Yeah. Has it changed your perspective a bit? It has a little bit, yeah, yeah. I requested a ramp into the house so that my mum can get in there. I don't think my mum will see the house now. I'm so sorry. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's that, you know. My parents have never seen where I am at the moment. I've never I've never allowed them to see where I am at the moment. I don't think they would better cope with it. You know? Yeah, it'd have been nice for my mum to have seen me move into my place and for her to have that you know, the, the comfort that I'm secure and happy in that, like, you know? Yeah. What about the idea of your dad seeing you in your new house? What is yeah. That? Yeah, I mean yeah. I, Hopefully, yeah, that yeah, still be around <laughs> when it's finished. I mean, we're talking twenty weeks. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Twenty weeks, they say, from transferring the land till the house is completed. So we'll be there soon. We'll be there soon. This is a No Bindings production supported by Noel West Media Centre, Nationwide and the Audio Content Fund. It was produced by Eloise Stevens and Tatiana Powell. Executive produced by Stephen Rajam and presented by me, John Bennett.